Hey, I'm Benjamin Portnoy, the founder of Side Hustle Elevator. Side Hustle Elevator provides support, tools, training, and community to help you make more money and passive income through fun and fulfilling side jobs. And welcome to my interview series where I talk with people who I know are going to help you in your own side hustle to get better faster and make more money. With that, let's dive right in. My name is Benjamin Portnoy. I am the hustler-in-chief of Side Hustle Elevator. And with me today, I have my friend Suzette McNeil. Suzette, by the way, I stole your uh, tagline for our, uh, our talk today. Relax, it's just sales tax. Suzette is a licensed tax professional with 20 years of experience in income tax, sales tax, and property tax. She's the founder and president of Geo Invoice, a mobile sales tax app that gets sales tax rates anywhere. Um, it streamlines uh, the sales taxes and it removes the complications of determining sales tax for business operations easily, directly, and accurately. And it's for people who, for sellers who don't work in traditional brick and mortar locations. So people who are mobile food vendors and maybe sell at fairs, festivals, trade shows, and that's just to name a few. If you accept payment or credit card, uh, you need to be watching and listening to this webinar. So Suzette, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to talk today. Oh, you're welcome, Benji. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So um, I will be the first to admit, I know very little about sales tax. I'm, I would guess I'm probably in the majority. It's one of those things that's sort of a necessary evil. But on your end, it's your life's work. It's something that you're an expert at. You just told me before we get on here that uh, you're not only a certified public accountant, but you're like an international level 10 ninja accountant <laughs> here. Uh, a CGMA. Tell us again what that is. That stands for Chartered Global Management Accountant. It's a UK uh, designation that uh, if you're a CPA in the United States, you can uh, take the test and become a CGMA. And it has an international flavor rather than just CPA, which is a domestic uh, designation. That's amazing. So what I'd like to do here, I want to hear a little about you and your background. And then I want to hit some sales tax stuff in general. And then I want to focus on the app and okay. uh, what it's used for. So tell us about you and your history and how you got started and where you've come. Well, I'm a CPA uh, licensed in the state of Texas. I have 20 years of experience primarily in the oil and gas industry, but I've done other industries. Um, and then in 2013, I, did, I founded uh, Geo Invoice, which is a mobile sales tax development company. And we primarily developed the initial uh, focus was to be to develop an application that was mobile, totally mobile. Mm -hmm. And I'm, We have the only application in the Google Play Store and in the App Store that is totally based on geospatial functioning. Uh, and we have a patent on it. it uh, so what it means is that you can be in, in the middle of a field. Uh, selling something with your with your uh, square credit card reader, and if you need the ta sales tax rate for that, if you're selling a taxable service or a taxable good, you can use our app and get the the rate anywhere, territorial waters over a lake, because it's all based on the GPS uh, functioning that's in your mobile device. That's so it's amazingly for thinking. Um, 
So let's start there. When do I need to pay sales tax if I am a vendor? Well, that depends on the state that you're in. And the, okay. that there are about 45 states. Alaska has not a statewide tax. It just has local taxes, sales tax. So there's 45 states and every state has its own set of what I call tax rules. And the rules are the statutes, the regulations, the court cases and the revenue rulings that determine what's taxable and what's not taxable. So it's very complex. Sure. I, I can imagine. Um, so if, how do you find out? Well, you can go to any uh, state revenue website and you can do, you can look up the statutes and the regulations. Uh, mm -hmm. There are many, there are proprietary services out there that have taxable rules okay. specific for your industry. Uh, it is very, very complicated. It, it can be very daunting for a small and medium sized vendor to try to spend the time to go wade through all the statutes and the regulations, the revenue rulings and try to figure out is, is this taxable? But I can say with some generality that most tangible personal property in the United States is taxable. Now, there are exceptions. Some states don't tax food, but if you're selling something that you can weigh, measure, smell, uh, it's going to probably tax, be taxable. Okay. Services is where the complexity comes in. Okay. That's where I wanted to go next. Um, but let's let's make this local. You and I are both here in uh, just north of Houston, and so I uh, let's say I am going outside and I'm going to sell some ice cream. Mm -hmm. What would I do if I didn't? Which I should download your app, but uh, if I haven't done that yet, how do I find out? Where do I go? Is it? Well, the state of Texas uh, Texas Comptroller's website has a an. A, uh, cloud-based search where you can put in an address. Mm -hmm. But if you're in the middle of the street selling ice cream, you know, I guess you could get the address where you're closest to. Um, so it, is, is the, it really is that complicated. It's, it's oh, yes. down to the street. So it, it, the first sales tax was enacted by Kentucky. It was a statewide rate. And I think it was back in 19, I think 1930. You might be wrong about that. So that was the first sales tax rate. It was easy to figure that one out. You're in Kentucky, it's one rate. But as time has gone on, we the, the complexity of these different, and I call them polygons or jurisdictions, mm -hmm. you know, more states enacted, more counties, cities that are constantly contracting and expanding with annexation and de-annexation. If a city of Houston ex ex annexes um, a full uh, jurisdiction annexation, then it's subject to sales tax, and that goes on all the time. So it makes it very complicated and difficult to ascertain are you inside this boundary or are you outside this boundary? Yeah. And you could even cross that boundary based on what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. It's, and sometimes they overlap. They're not congruent. You can That's have, you know, one catty corner from another. So with geospatial functioning, there's no error. You just, you just grab that, that long and you process it. That's really system. cool. We, I, I'm excited to dig into that and, and hear more about the app. Uh, before we do that, we have a lot of people watching and listening who uh, work virtually and so they're, or they're selling, let's say digital products. So mm -hmm. if you don't have a physical location where you can't pull uh, from a, a geo location, mm -hmm. how do you know whether or not you have to sell or uh, collect sales tax? If I'm selling, let's say an ebook or an MP4 file, a video file, uh, do I need to collect sales tax for that? I don't understand. Uh, 
collecting uh, the, uh, so digital goods, and I'm going to use that generically because it varies by state, but digital mm-hmm. goods are also subject to state tax, uh, to state tax rules. Some states tax MP3 files, some states don't. So your first line, first thing you need to do is figure out, am I selling something that's taxable? But if you are, usually it's, now that's subject to change, but sometimes it's where the, where, where the, where the a business owner's place of loca- place of businesses, which would be the address. Sometimes it's the server where it's sent from the server. So digital goods is a whole nother set of rules that are very complicated. In some states, it's where it's delivered. Like if you have a, a phone and you deliver uh, an app that's got a cost to it or it's sell- sales, it's going to be where that app is. And that's our next patent that we've done is we've pat- we're going to we've got a patent pending on sales and deliveries to mobile devices to capture it at that point of sale because it actually is mobile. Yeah. So it, it's extremely complicated, as you've said, um, for somebody who's listening, what do you recommend if they're selling digital goods, what's the first action they should take to learn whether, what their sales tax regulations are? Look at their state comptroller. You can go to the state. Every state is all public information. They, mm-hmm. That's the benefit of living in the United States. Everything's public. Uh, they can go in and, and search, you know, a keyword search, digital goods. And that's the word I would use is digital goods. If you're going to go to the Department of Revenue at Kansas, they have a search box. And they will okay. it will filter down to uh, probably a, a publication that says this is taxable, this is not taxable. So it just it varies on how they define digital goods. Okay. All right. Good. Um, so before we go any further, do you enjoy this? Do you enjoy learning about taxes and how to best pay them? Is it something that's fun or is it just something that is uh, like, this is your business and you've learned about it and built a career out of it? Or no, you- I, I, I love it. I love working for taxpayers. I always tell them I work for you. I don't work for the collector, tax collector. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we always want our to be an efficient business. You don't want to overpay because that cuts into your cash flow. And mm-hmm. you don't want to underpay because that means that you should be subject to audit risk. But, no, I love I love this. It's, it's so there's no boredom to it at all because there, you got 45 states. Uh, no, I love working for the taxpayer. That's great. And I love the, your motivation behind it, too, is when it comes down to it, it's helping people do what will benefit them from either side. Well, another thing, Benji, uh, spend management is very important to small businesses. They have to control their spending. Uh, so if you're selling and, you, of course, you have to you're really basically a collector on behalf of the, the purchaser is the one actually paying for the tax. And so mm-hmm. you want to make sure you don't collect uh, tax that's not uh, the taxpayer doesn't have to pay. Yeah. So it, and it keeps keeps your cash flow uh you know, from having been, you know, less because you're, you're overpaying in taxes. So, well, and you have a great white paper on your site, which is this, by the way, um, www.goinvoice.com. If you're, uh, you're d- listening, uh, we just flashed that on the screen that uh, the white paper talks about how that can really impact the margins of a small business and be a make or break kind of thing where if you're overpaying, you may not be able to continue doing business. That's exactly correct. It can, 
you know, it can be as much as 10% the sales tax. So mm -hmm. it varies from state to state. Alabama, I think, is now the highest. But in Texas, it's capped at eight and a quarter percent. Um, and that's still eight and a quarter percent. If you spent, if you're selling a six dollar hamburger and you're eight and you're not, you're over collecting that eats into and you have to you have to come up with the difference if you don't do it correctly. Yeah. The, the vendor. Do you happen to which uh, impacts your uh, your net profit, which you weren't expecting and then you can't reinvest in the business and it won't grow? Exactly. Um, do you just out of curiosity happen to know what the state with the lowest sales tax happens to be? Um, or one of them? They're pretty, they're pretty competitive. I would have to look at my database because we do okay. have all those rates. Uh, who is the most competitive? I, they're all about, I'd say they're all about 8% from okay. eight, you know, six to six to 10%, but it's, I could look that up actually. Sure. I'll get that information for okay, you. It's, it's just a good question. Most people want to know the highest. Yeah. Well, well there are some states that don't have any, like New Hampshire, Del uh, New Hampshire, uh, Washington, uh, excuse me, Oregon, Montana. Mm -hmm. There's about five states that don't have a tax at all, sales mm -hmm. tax, but they have a big income tax. So, yeah. Or I shouldn't say big, they have income tax. <laughs> so. All right. Let's focus on geo invoice. Okay. Uh, introduced it, but give us some uh, just details behind the app and how it's uh, grown and changed and who it's helped and how it works. So the reason why I developed it is I was, I was in the oil and gas industry and I was on the operator side and I, my job was to look at invoices and make sure that the vendors didn't charge us more or less than what the tax was. And we looked at the rules too. And I had some... Uh, operator, some vendors that I called and I asked him, I said, how did you figure this out? I mean, how did you know that this rate was what it was in Wyoming or whatever? And they said, well, we don't really know what we're doing, but we do want to do it the right way. We just don't know how. And it was like, oh, that's a, that's a problem that needs to be solved. So I left uh, industry and went into business for myself and did a lot of research, even tried to learn how to code. And I got to hello world and thought, oh, uh, yeah, somebody <laughs> else has got to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and, and then real and then it just dawned on me that we can use the um, the GPS uh, receiver and our mobile devices. They all have them to pick up the point and then build. And so we have a we built a geospatial system, and we have every tax area in a geospatial format, which is a digital format. Mm -hmm. So Harris County is in digital format. We have over you know thirty thousand municipalities hundreds of special purpose districts, every county, every state. So what that means is we just take that point, that lat long, and we run it through and say, tell us all these polygons that this person is standing in. And then it's related to a tax table. Okay. So what it does is it simplifies and it's very accurate. Um, it's the most accurate system on the market. Some so of the proprietary systems use zip codes, which are, not as accurate because zip codes are used to deliver mail. And even when you use addresses, addresses were used, are designed to deliver mail. They're not designed to collect sales tax. Okay. So let's give an example here. Um, I'm making notes for uh, what I'm going to ask. Um, let's give an example of people. We mentioned food vendors and food vendors doesn't just have to be a food truck. It can be somebody who has a cart or uh, me with my cart out on the street selling ice cream here in the rain, mm -hmm. in the rain today. Um, 
who else? Who? What other types of uh, people with side hustles or businesses can use this kind of app? Well, a lot of you know the, the gig economy is here, and there are a lot of uh, people that are doing work for Uber and Lyft. But some of these some of these people have developed their own clientele, and they have their own delivery business. Mm -hmm. So that would be a very my app, Geo Invoice streamlined sales tax app would be very beneficial, low cost, because right now it's free. There is a paid version. It's free. You can find out if you deliver from, you know, where the point of delivery is. And that, of course, depends on state law. The app is very beneficial to that. If you're on your own, doing your own side hustle, delivering, doing an Uber type of business, and you have to collect sales tax on that service, the, the Geo Invoice streamlined sales tax app is fantastic for that. Because once you make once you stop and you make that delivery, that's usually the point of sale. Okay. So really, anybody who is mobile, who is moving around, yes. the brick and mortar, uh, or even if you're working out of your home, your mm -hmm. home address is usually your place of business, which is what, where you're going to collect the tax when you ship to Wyoming or to Colorado or whatever. But it's the mobile workforce that is. No one has. The, 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 there's a market for this, for the mobile workforce, field services, oil and gas, people that work along pipelines, people that sell out of their, you know, trucks, fairs, festivals. Um, that's what it's for. Okay, good. Um, have you heard back from people as far as how this has helped them? Yeah, yes. yeah we get yeah, good feedback. Did. We even get suggestions. We had a suggestion a couple of years ago that we implemented from one of our customers. And it really was a very great, it was, so they said, you know, why don't you implement the Google address search? We just had it where you just type in the address. So now mm -hmm. you can search any prominent feature that's in the Google places, uh, catalog of prominent, like, you know, Mount, Mount Rushmore, you just type that in and it'll give you the, all the, the state, the county and the city tax rates, if there is a, whatever tax rates are the point that they've assigned to Mount Rushmore. Arrowhead Stadium. It doesn't matter. Any any prominent place. I love that because if you are a vendor and you're showing up in an, at an event, you may not know the address, although it'll pull it yeah. geographically. But it uh, that's that's pretty cool that you'd be able to just type in I'm at the Stern in Houston or I'm at yeah. the St. Louis Arch or. Yes. And so you can also just ping the location. You don't have yeah. to. We've tried to eliminate as much data entry because that's where you have errors, operator error when you get enter. So if you put 1100 Main Street, Houston, Texas, it can be a different place than 1100 Main Road, Houston, Texas. Yeah. I've actually done tests on that. So it depends on how you type it in. Okay, good. Um, what, what would you say are some common errors or mistakes when it comes to paying sales tax or accounting for it? Well, for the gig economy, the most important thing that, they, that people need to understand is you're in business for yourself. And mm -hmm. that means you have to keep a lot more records. You have, you're, you're in business. You have to keep records. And uh, that's the biggest problem is they don't realize they're self-employed. It doesn't. You don't have to be a special entity like an LLC or a corporation. You can be a sole proprietor, and you are working for yourself. And the the value of your company is part of that is the the record keeping and the books and records that you keep. So I recommend at the very beginning, even if you don't do it for more than a year, keep good books and records because you don't want to have any notices coming in, and you don't want to have to deal with it. 
that stops your forward motion with your operations if you have to stop and answer a question from a, a, a tax agent. So yeah. you're in business for yourself. Do you uh, like any particular software to keep record? Well, I use QuickBooks. Most people do, uh, mm. but I am looking at other. There's so many different options out there, like FreshBooks and and Zero. So, I like Zero. I use it for invoicing, and I really do like how it works. Yeah, some of these newer companies are coming up in there. That's much easier to mm -hmm. if you're not an accounting person to to manage. So, yeah, those are good uh, accounting systems. Okay. So are there any legal ways to save on sales tax? I mean, obviously if you have, if you go to income tax, there are creative ways to write things off and obviously everything above board, but any, are, is sales tax pretty rigid and there's not much you can do? Well, for the small and well, yes, there are some, we call them exemptions. Okay. So one way to save is to know that it's non-taxable. But then there's another category called exemptions, and that is different status than what we call non-taxable. So, for example, uh, just for example, in Texas, uh, for the oil and gas industry, processing equipment is mm -hmm. exempt. So that means, but if it's exempt, that means you got to fill out a form. Okay. Non-taxable means it's just non-taxable. Uh, that's really the only way that you can save. There are for large corporations, pollution control exemptions, which I've done for the oil and gas industry. And there's also um, incentives for large, large businesses, tax incentives, but pretty much it's, if you have, if you're selling and it's taxable, there are very few uh, uh, loopholes and I'm not going to use, it's not a good word, but there are very few loopholes. Yeah. Income tax. Yeah. It's, there's, there's a lot of, uh, ways you can reduce your taxable income. Okay. Um, I won't use that word anymore. Loophole. No, it's okay. Loopholes <laughs> are good. <laughs> tax avoidance. Um, tax avoidance is legal. You can legally avoid taxes, but. Tell me more about that because I have heard that and I've heard trying to uh, battle the, the IRS on that. You're never going to win, but it is, you can legally avoid it. So. Well, if a statute is written and, and it's interpreted and it's in your favor and it reduces your tax, then you can apply that statute. You can apply the ruling or the revenue ruling. That's how you legally avoid a tax. You can't uh, can't stretch it out to where it, you know, is not applicable factually. So you have facts and you have law, and those when those intersect or if they dissect, if they're not together, then that's when the problem is. So it's there's. In income tax, uh, there's a lot of facts involved, just like in sales tax. It's, yeah. Everything is very fact intensive. Okay. Um, you're a CPA. Do you think everybody should work with a CPA if they're in business for themselves? Um, some, it depends on the complexity of the, the business uh, model. Um, if you're just selling something that is well of course if you start selling in other states uh sorry about that benji let me get this back going here hey, if you're fine. selling in other states you may be subject to income tax and on on the sales in those other states not just sales tax but because you have income in that state so yeah if it's if you're going out of your state and you have multiple jurisdictions and you have a lot of complex um 
services that you're selling or you're selling a lot of complex, tangible, personal, yes, I would recommend getting, having a CPA uh, help you with that. Okay. And what about a CPA versus uh, somebody who's able to do books, but not certified? Uh, so there are uh, two, types, two types of accountants. There's financial accountants and there's tax accountants and tax accountants are the nerds and they're, they're <laughs> weird, but because <laughs> we don't really care about Anyway, so uh, the financial, they can help you too with taxes. It's just that it's just like anything else. Everything gets very specialized. Mm -hmm. So it depends on the industry. A tax accountant would be more uh, skilled in areas in, ta in taxes with respect to specific industries. So, okay. Uh, and, and that's true with the financial reporting too, and the financial accounting. It can be very specific depending on the industry. Okay. So uh, basically what I hear you saying is if you're just getting started, you can do this on your own, especially mm -hmm. if things aren't terribly complicated and you're not selling all over the country or the world. Uh, as things get more complicated, number one, it's in your best interest to offload this to somebody who's more skilled in it, uh, both your bookkeeping and keeping track of taxes, sales tax and income tax. And the further along you go, the better off you are going with somebody who is certified and more specialized, especially uh, when it comes to accounting for taxes. Yes. It's money well spent. Good. Um, so going back to the app, and we're getting towards the end here, but going back to the app, uh, without giving away any you know, secrets or intellectual property here, what's in the future? Well, we, we have one patent pending and that is for delivery of a digital good to a, to a mobile device so that it, so that, uh, so for example, the states can enact uh, a rule, a tax rule that says, instead of worrying about the server and the, the origination where the sale originated, that, that the destination where the, the destination of the service is where the tax is going to be assessed for sales tax. You have to think about the fact that these devices are mobile. They're driving all over the place and mm -hmm. with their owners. And so when you drive into a state and you take delivery of a good on your mobile, they want their piece of the action. Yeah. Even though it may have been uh, the origination may have been in, uh, you know, New Jersey, some server in New Jersey. So it would simplify the simplify it. It's, it makes it much more simpler than saying, oh, it's from the server. It's from where it originated. Just use destination-based sourcing is the most simplest, most easiest way, especially with the technology we have nowadays. And then the second thing that we're developing, and we're pretty close to make, making it available to the public, is our uh, uh, field service uh, sales tax for the oil and gas industry. It's going to be a single-site, unified system of being able to search for the taxable status of complex oil and gas field services. And also, we have a mobile app that ties the field ticket into the invoice so that we have an audit trail and they can get rates and rules. Once you get rates and rules, it's easy to make a report and then it's easy to file the return. Cool. Um, so three more questions. Number one, and these are fun ones, not that all of these haven't been fun, um, but what, uh, this is what I ask everybody, what music or artists get you through the day? <sighs> I like all kind of music. Um, I I like classic rock. Uh, mm -hmm. 
a little bit of uh, bluegrass. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There was, that's funny. I just went to a bluegrass uh, concert that was in the woodlands. Oh, huh. It yeah. was at a church in the woodlands. Yeah, any, cool. Any favorite artists? I like all the old classic artists. I like, you know, the Eagles and uh, I like Elton John. Uh, of course, I like Flat and Scruggs and I do play the banjo. I have my banjo. Over here, so <laughs> I get bored pick around on it. But uh, That's awesome. Yeah. I have not seen you play the banjo before. But just I, I, don't do, I, I don't do free gigs. <laughs> oh, okay. So I have to pay you. No, I don't even do it for pay. It's just for <laughs> relaxation, but uh, yeah. So. Uh, I was going to say I, I could pay you and you'd have to collect sales tax on the gig. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we're in, I'd have to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that to you. And uh, finally, what? As a matter of fact, that is a big part of my, that we have customers that do, they have these music gigs and they go from place to place. So, yes. It's absolutely true. So would someone have to collect sales tax on that? Depends on the state. <laughs> wow. I'm glad I'm not a working musician anymore. Um, although it'd be easy with Geo Invoice. And exactly, yes. The screen. Um, so finally, and this is again, something I ask everybody, what beverage, and it doesn't have to be uh, alcohol necessarily, but what beverage starts your day and which one is involved at quitting time? Oh, I'll start every morning with, uh, this is eight o'clock, rich and whiny and bold coffee. It's like diner coffee. If you put some half and half in it, you, you're like you're at a diner. It's the best coffee. That's when mm -hmm. I start. And I drink it through, throughout the day. At the, at the end of the day, probably community porch breeze iced tea. <laughs> oh, that's fun. It's the best iced tea. Yes. And a lot Very of good. Yeah. So tell us how people can best uh, get to know you and Geo Invoice and uh, give us some next steps here. Well, if you need uh, to, you can always go to the App Store or the Google Play Store. And the app is called Geo Invoice Streamline Sales Tax. And it's, you can download it for free. There's no charge. You, get, you can use it for 30 days. All of the paid features are good for 30 days. Once that 30 days is over of using the uh, premium features, it goes back to the free uh, uh, app. We don't charge you. You have to make that decision yourself. I recommend you. One of the things too, Benji, it's good for is that a lot of people use it for what we call trans-border or cross-border pricing. So if you live on the Louisiana border, some of the rates in Louisiana are less than the ones in Texas. So if there's a Walmart in Louisiana, you can ping that. You can find that you know that rate and compare it to the Walmart that you are using in Texas. So there's a lot of cross-border uh, sales tax comparison done in like Iowa, Indiana. All those states go back and forth and so forth. Uh, the average taxpayer, the average person, they go like, well, I'm going to just drive over here five miles and I'll save one percent. So it's very good for that. That's great. So if I'm buying a, a big screen TV or investing in some appliances or something like that, and I'm not far from the border and it's mm -hmm. cheaper over the, the line, it makes yes. sense. And like, that you can find out through the app, huh? Yeah. Well, you, you can, you know, if you know the, uh, the address of like a wall or if you're buying a car, you know, mm -hmm. the address of the dealership, you type that in and go, oh, well, if I buy this car, it's going to be 10 percent here in Texas or uh, let's say in Colorado. But if I go right over here to 
you know, Kansas, it's going to be 8% at this dealership and I'm going to get paid. So yeah, you can use it for comparing uh, tax, uh, tax rates for, and, and there's, there's all kind of uh, studies done on cross border shopping people doing it to save on sales tax. That's the Amazon model was I can ship to an estate and I don't have to collect sales tax. Now that's been, uh, uh, that's been uh, repealed with the, the Wayfair case, but uh, uh, Amazon is collecting in all States now, but uh it's a it's a competitive it can yeah. be very competitive yeah, but if you want to get in touch you can uh email uh, me at suzette at geoinvoice.com uh, and if you have any questions or want to reach out i'll be happy to answer any questions and just to be clear this is how to spell suzette s-u-s-e-t-t-e at geoinvoice.com yes okay and then we also have all that information in the app store and the google play store awesome anything else you want to add before we sign off no, I think this was great. I appreciate it. I do too. There's not a lot of people who can make sales tax fun and interesting. So it's, <laughs> I appreciate what you're doing to keep this very current and very relevant in a very quickly changing culture and business climate. So I think that's awesome. And that's why I wanted to talk today. So oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. All Benjamin. right, guys, this is Benjamin Portnoy from Side Hustle Elevator. If you like what you have been listening to and watching, you can go to SideHustleElevator.com. We have all kinds of interviews and articles and helpful tips on how to do business better, make more money and keep more of it. So www.SideHustleElevator.com. My guest today has been Suzette McNeil. And uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. So thanks so much for talking. You're welcome. All right. Take care. Hey, thanks for checking out the episode. To learn more and get all kinds of free resources to help you in your own side hustle, go to www.sidehustleelevator.com. See you next time.